Hey everyone, welcome to season four of Faith in It with Kay. Y'all, I'm so grateful that God trusts, he trusts me with this platform. Last February when I started this podcast, I, I just knew I had something to say. And I thought just maybe there were people out there who wanted to hear it and wanted to talk back to me and (laughs) you know this podcast was started out of a desire to hear uh the black millennial christian voice speak on blackness and our faith walk so colliding with those social things that are happening um and our faith what does that look like i wanted to hear conversations that spoke on the interaction of the intersection of faith and blackness answering questions like do i need more faith as a black christian is there still a difference in the journey is there still a difference in the journey for a black christian versus a white christian because if we're honest we know there's a difference in the journey between a black and a white person um if you don't know god we know that without a doubt that there's a difference in that journey So I wanted to explore, is there still a difference when we come to God? Is there still a difference between the black Christian experience and the white Christian experience? This podcast, honestly, is just, it's for the socially woke Christian. It is for that Christian that's like, like, I see what's happening in the world. I don't subscribe to it. I don't succumb to it, but I see what's happening and I I see how it's affected me and I want to have those, I want to talk about those things. I want to have those conversations because if we're not able to acknowledge it, then we can't change it. So that's what this podcast is about. So I'm excited that you're here for season four. And, you know, it's been really crazy to kind of get inquiries for people who want to be a guest on the podcast. So if you want to be a guest on Faith in It with Kay, like you're like, hey, Kay. You know, I have a story that I'm going to tell. I want you to go ahead and email me. I'm going to make sure that every single way that you can connect with me is in the show notes. So uh, podcast, email, uh, social media platforms, all of that will be in the show notes. I want to hear from you. If you want to be a guest, I want you to reach out and just let me know. Hey, I like what's I like this platform. I like what's happening. I want to I want to talk. I want to talk to your audience about my journey, my faith walk. And if you want to join uh, our email list, go ahead and check the show notes again for how you can reach out to me and say, hey, Kay, I want to be a part of the email list. Now, the email list, I'm not going to super spam you because I don't like spammy emails. But the thought is um, maybe two to three times a month, you'll get an email from me. So it could be an email of something that's coming up. So um, maybe episode, maybe I'll send you um, early listening for new episodes. Maybe it'll be email. Um, if you need prayer, reaching out and saying, hey, keep this in prayer and creating a, an email list to where we, we keep each other in prayer and keep each other lifted up before um, God because we know that there's power in touching and agreeing. Not necessarily physically touching, but touching in the spirit and agreeing um, with each other's needs. So I want 
us to create that community where we are praying for each other. We are interceding and standing in the gap for each other. We're encouraging each other um, as we're walking through our different journeys. So if you're interested in being a part of email list, make sure you send me an email, DM me, however you want to do it, um, and say, hey, I want to be a part. And as always, please continue to subscribe, to share, to comment, uh, leave reviews. Like, I want to hear from you. Um, it's been amazing to kind of like get some, all these amazing feedbacks, honestly. Um, but yeah, I want to hear from you. So please go ahead and check out the show notes and contact me. Like, I want to hear from you. I want us to interact Uh, I want us to build season four and moving forward into a community. So I'm excited that you're here for season four. I'm excited for the guests. I'm excited for the message. I'm excited for the encouragement. I'm excited for the prayer. I'm excited for what God's about to do. Um, Because 2021 started out real crazy, Um, (laughs) y'all. But we serve an awesome God who's able to do all things but fail. So I'm excited for what he's going to do in your 2021. So no matter what it looks like, just to know that he's going to come through and he's going to come through in a mighty way for you because he's in the season right now of just elevation. It's, everything is happening super fast. Um, it's no longer that need to, um, to wait. <laughs> and I think what it is, is we've been waiting. We've, he's been preparing us. Um, if we've allowed that to happen, he's been preparing us. We've been waiting. We've been anticipating. Um, and I think for many of us, we're walking into our now. We're walking into our now season. And I'm super excited. I'm super excited to watch God work and to see what God has planned for 2021. So go ahead and stay tuned. And like I said, subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on social media because um, I have a couple more things that I plan on doing this year. And I want you to be the first to know about it, the first to be a part of it. So I'm excited. So keep listening. I have so much. (laughs) Uh, Some awesome guests, really, for you in uh, season four. So make sure that you're listening, you're sharing, um, and you're reaching out to me and saying, hey, Kay, I like that episode. Uh, I didn't like that episode. Uh, Can we talk more about this right here, Kay? I want to hear from you. Hey, everyone. So welcome to this week's episode entitled Faith in the Journey with Denise Martin Thompson. Now, this is going to be a three-parter because Denise had so much wisdom and I just enjoyed hearing about her story and her heart for God that I didn't want to cut any of her story out. Um, I didn't want you to not hear anything that or miss out on hearing the things that she had to say or just the conversation that we had because I just felt like it was so rich and it was just such a blessing to me Um, and I believe that it's going to be a blessing to you. So I'm excited that you're joining us for part one of my conversation with Denise. So the next thing that you'll hear is that conversation. Keep listening. Everyone, we have Miss Denise Martin-Thompson join us. Hey, Dee, how you doing? 
I'm blessed, Kay, and excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I've been up. I had to set my alarm because I was like, I want to be on time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I feel the same way. I had to do the same thing. I had to be like, okay, Alexa, I need you to set me that 11.45 alarm. Um, <laughs> oh, stop, stop, Alexa. <laughs> she just came on. Alexa, stop. Oh. oh my gosh, I'm going to keep it authentic. I probably won't edit that out. But <laughs> um, can you tell us three of your favorite things? Okay, so three of my favorite things. Number one, my writer's notebooks. Gotta have them, gotta love them, and gotta use them. Um, I've been writing in writer's notebooks since 2004, and I actually just finished decorating um, writer's notebook number 49 last night. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting. Thank you. I'm starting off the new year with a new book, so I'm excited about that. Um, second favorite thing, which actually came out of this year, is um essential oils and aromatherapy. I've been using essential oils and aromatherapy to heal my body, and um. So I've been doing a lot of studies around the power of essential oils and realized that there is a difference between the essential oils that I've been using in the past and to the one the ones that are a hundred percent plant extracted. Yeah. So you know, after doing some research, I um realized the difference and I invested in different oils and just learning the different properties and healing properties that these oils have. So, and I started doing my own blends for different things that I, you know, I needed healing with. So I have a blend that I use for pain after Trinity girl training to relax the muscles. And I have another blend that I use for um, immunity, just different things that I know that I needed for my, my body and yeah. my <laughs> so I started just you know experimenting and it's one of the great things that I found out is that you know oil may work for me and it may not work for you right because once yeah. you put it in your body depending on your body composition and how the body receives it it may work or it may not work so experimenting with with it it, it was a great thing for me to do and now I have blends that are specific for me and and that's another thing that I really love and the last thing that I think that I would share that it's one of my favorite things is writing letters to God and um I realized that you know people pray to God in different ways and that's just one way that I find comfort in praying to God is actually writing letters to him so I actually start off dear Abba and I write down the whole prayer and then sometimes I will um answer back like he's speaking back to me like dear D so if you go through my notebooks you would see a lot of dear Abba pieces but then you'll see a lot of dear D pieces you know and sometimes it it may be a 
quote or, you know, a song or whatever he wants to speak back to me. And yeah. it doesn't always happen, you know, in that moment. It could be I can be doing something else throughout the day and then the answer to that written prayer comes and then I can go back and say, dear D, and, you know, <laughs> write down yeah. what answer is. So those are three of my favorite things. Yeah, those are good. Those are really good. Um, uh, I know I'm not as consistent, <laughs> but I I have a journal where, you know, like I'll, during my devotion, devotional period, like, you know, it might be writing or say, saying a prayer and then actually leaving space for what I feel like God's saying back to me. So I'll, like, I love, I love that writing letter to God piece. Like that is, mm-hmm. So important, and I love that you write it because then you can always go back to it whenever yes. uh, yeah. you use that inspiration. So that's so good. Yeah, definitely. Um, can you tell us? This will be the last one. Can you tell us what twenty twenty has taught you? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded oh, one. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow, one many are are our plans, but God's plans will truly stand. You know, um, one thing that I really learned throughout this year, and I'm still learning it as we, you know, enter into this new year is the need for benevolent detachment, just letting go of things and people, and then just trusting God with those things and those people. You know what I'm saying? It's about get into a place where you understand that nothing that's happening in this world right now is a surprise to God. It surprised the mess out of us, but God knows and he knows what's going to (laughs) come, you know? So it's like get into a place where I truly understand that in order for me to really live that fate feel fearless life, I have to keep on letting go of the things that I have no control over and and the people, right? Because a lot of times, you know, we feel that we have to control people and get them to do what we want them to do, whether you're a wife or a mother or a teacher, you know what I'm saying? It's always need to do this. And you, and God is like this year, he just showed me, it's like, you have no control. (laughs) You have no control. Yeah, power that you do have is a power that I've given to you for a purpose and a time. So that's the other thing that I had to understand because of 2020. Respect your season, right? Like, yeah, this was a season for some people to mourn. This was a season for some people to be blessed. This was a season for some people to rest. This was a season, you know, this this year was a year of seasons, right? And yeah. that, it, it was a little bit more dramatic, right? It was a yes. little bit more in our face because we all had to sit still and take it in, right? But yeah. when, you, when you think about it, you know, it was on the news that, 2020 was not the worst year for for this nation and they you know they were going through the different years that things were happening worse than what we were experiencing this year but the fact that we all had we were all shut down we had to we had to acknowledge like this thing is happening you know what i'm saying and and may not be have been affected you know as an individual but 
as a nation, as a, you know, community, we were being affected by this thing. And I think for me, really and truly, that was the most valuable lesson is that you need to know how to be still. Like you, you have to take that time to be still. And it's like, even, even yesterday, as I was trying to check off some last minute things on the 2020 hit list, and I was hitting points of frustration. And God was like, if it's frustrating you, walk away from it, yeah. right? Take some time, sit still, put some worship music on, get yeah. back into my presence so I can direct you in the path that you're supposed to be going. So yeah. this year, really, I think that was the most valuable lesson of all the lessons. Like, just be still and know who's in control of, of our lives, right? And, and to just respect the season that we're in. Yeah, that's good. Like, it was. It was a year that, look, I don't know how anybody did it. If you didn't know God, like, I'm sorry <laughs> for you. I don't know how you did it. Um, because I know for me, like, I could not, could not have done it without God. Like, I could not have done it um, without just understanding that his purpose and his plans is so much greater than whatever situation I'm facing, than whatever's going on, whatever I'm seeing. So yeah, I say all that to say that everything you just said about 2020 was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> was spot on. <laughs> it, it was that year. It was that year that we learned and we saw God um, and we saw God in different ways. And like you said, for all of, for, we all went through, in a sense, different seasons, you know, prosperity for some, um, mm-hmm. loss for others, but we all went through something. And I think loss was more prevalent for everyone because, like, whether it was a loss of a life or loss of a dream or, lo- like... Or loss we of a job, some- girl. Yeah, job. Like, we were losing something mm-hmm. um, in 2020. But I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, now that we're in 2021, everyone's, like, super happy. And I'm like, and you know, it kind of still blows my mind a little bit because I don't know what everyone's expectation is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my expectation because I know God, but I don't understand the world's expectation of what's different um, mm-hmm. in 2021 because the virus is still here um, mm-hmm. and is recorded to be getting worse. But it's like, I know as Christians why we were expecting 21 or why we're expecting 21 to be even better. Um, mm-hmm. Not because we believe that the virus is going to be gone or because, but we believe that we're still going to, we're going to see God on a greater level. We're not mm-hmm. sure what that means, <laughs> yeah. but that's what we're expecting and believing. Um, so it's been like really interesting to kind of like see those posts. And, you know, I've just been wondering like, what is the expectation that people have? If you don't know God, what is the expectation that's different for 2021 um, that was missing in 2020. I think what you said before also plays into it, right? You said a lot of people refuse to learn, right? But yeah. in order in order for you to learn lessons, you have to acknowledge something. And I think for us as a nation, there are a lot of truths about this nation that we still to this day have not have not acknowledged, right? So yeah. if you don't take ownership for the things that you're doing. How can you heal yourself? How can you heal the land? You know what I'm saying? So um, I think, and I was having this conversation with a girlfriend. It's like, before you can 
get that healing, you have to acknowledge the part of your life that's that's hurting. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We we yeah. walk around, you know, social media, we put on the pretty face and, and yeah. the pretty clothes and, and we we put on the makeup and everything and, and yeah. we pretend that everything is a okay. And then as soon as you're off the Instagram or whatever platform it is, your reality kicks in and for me, you know, like I told my girlfriend last week, it was like, in order for me to move forward into this new year and to see a new me, I have to acknowledge the old parts of me that's still hurting, right? The old parts yeah. of me that's still crying out to God for a touch, right? Because yeah. I know that every day that God wakes me up is because my purpose on this earth is, is not completed, right? So it's a mindset shift, right? And, and in order for that mindset shift to happen, you you first have to acknowledge where you are in this in this this battle, right? The the yeah. battle of the mind is it, it, gruesome. Like the things that you sometimes say to yourself about yourself is gruesome, right? And then yeah. put on top of that the things that this this world says to you about yourself, and, and and you know your family members say to you about yourself. It's like all of these different layers. The TV says to you, the yeah. music you listen to. So it's like. If you don't begin to, again, going back to that phrase, be still and allow God to really filter through the, the stuff that, that's been in your, your mind, your body, and your spirit, you cannot move forward. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be another 2020 for you in 2021 because yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a state of mind. It's a state of being, right? And, and it's, it's an, a, a place where you have to get to that you acknowledge, like, this is my pain point. These are my pain points. These are the areas of my life that I know I need to work on and I may need support while I'm working yeah. through this. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a great place to be when you can be honest with yourself about yourself. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think for me, that is where God brought me to before the end of 2020, because it was like, I was listening to the sermon that you actually sent me um, <laughs> right um, with T.D. Jakes and talking about the Goliath. Right. And, yeah. and I'm like, I, as a wife, sometimes I'm like, my husband is my Goliath. And God was mm -hmm. like, no, you are looking at the situation with tainted eyesight. Right. Because you're seeing the person. But you're not seeing the thing that I need you to see. You are slaying the wrong Goliath, right? Sometimes we we come against yes. our loved ones. We come against the people in our lives. And we're slaying the very thing that we're not supposed to be slaying, right? Because yes. we're supposed to be we're supposed to be the, the, the spirit of love in all situations, right? Despite of, of the suffering that we are going through. And yes. God had to show me what my Goliath truly was. And, and he said, your Goliath is your ego. I was like, what? I was wow. like, my ego? He was like, yes, because you put your expectation on, on, and I'm using my husband for the example, right? On this man that you are expecting him to do this, this, and this. And if it doesn't get done or he doesn't do it when you're expecting it to do, you think he's against you. But no, baby girl, it's your ego that's against yeah. you because your ego is the thing that's telling you that this needs to happen now and this is my time frame and I am the person who's important here. And God is saying, when it comes down to it, 
God is not looking at us on separate playing fields, right? We're all starting off and he's looking at your heart. So if you don't cut out all this fluff, all this pretension and all these levels of layers and entitlement, entitlement that you want to place on yourself because you may think your relationship with God is tighter than, you know, this person's relationship with God. And God is like, yo, I'm seeing in your heart. And right now your ego got to go. And, and that was when I tell you, when I got that understanding and that revelation and I accepted it in the moment because I was going to say something out of my mouth and I shut my mouth because I heard it. It was like your ego is speaking. Be quiet, right? And in that moment, God did something for me, through me. And, you know, in that moment, I understood like, Yo, I was really about to slay the wrong Goliath. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 And you know what though? That's the amazing thing about God. Like sometimes I don't like it, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but he absolutely in every situation you be out there like, oh, it's that person, that person. God like he just turns it right back around and just be like, well, look at you. Mm-hmm. Like, look at you. This is you right here. Like, and then he shows you you and you were like, oh. That is God. me. Ooh. <laughs> 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 and he's just like, he's just, Lord, you can't even say nothing because it's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, God, I, I see you. I, I hear you. Yeah. Because it's just like his ability to just be like, okay. All right, you 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 see like like I don't know, you see James, but let me show you you. Mm-hmm. And James is not the problem, it's you. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Like I'll deal with James, but exactly look at you. Exactly. I, <laughs> that's 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 painful. truth right there. It's truth though, okay? That's yeah. what you just said. That last piece that I will deal with James. Yeah. That's that's the part that we have to get. Like, yo. Yo, that that right there is on the money. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yep. we ain't gotta do it. God, mm-hmm. you know, He deals with the, us individually. So it's mm-hmm. like, and 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 I think that's constantly at. I had like that opportunity to really learn what it meant. Like, cause even in my room, like I I used to have like um, note cards mm-hmm. um, or index cards just all over my walls. And it was my promise wall. So it's like, God, you promised me, Kadeen. And it was just scriptures. Because, mm-hmm. like, I remember in 2017, that's why I was like, 2020 was a hard year. But every other year before that, for me, was a fight. Uh, wow. 2020 was a slight breeze for me. Like, other than COVID, yeah. it was a breeze for me. <laughs> like, because I've had some years where it was, like, literally knocked down, drawing, like, teeth missing fights. And I remember like going through that period in like 27, I, I think it was 2017, uh, 2016 into 2017. Um, and I literally had to put in, it was just constantly like God, the scriptures, I'm, I'm, I remember scriptures, but I don't remember they're found. But this yeah. is like Old Testament. I think it was like God talking to Joshua and he was like, you know, stand or, and children of Israel, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And scriptures mm-hmm. like, um, you know, for us to take a look at him, like he will uphold us with his righteous right hand, mm-hmm. like, st- you know, like just really just standing still and see his salvation that's with us. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I remember just really relying on scriptures like that because I, it's so many times I wanted to fight for myself, yep. but I didn't want to fight out of the will of God. Amen. So I would just like meditate and just confess scriptures like that. And I saw him, like I saw him fight. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was hard for, you know, to, to, to take it and to learn and to be molded in that period and to be built up in myself. But I saw what it meant to like, when God says he will fight for you, like yes. you, I think the, the, the tears come from you learning yourself yes. and, and seeing how hard it is to submit, um, yes. like, to submit to God and his will. Like those tears will come like that, but it is easy the way he fights for you and the way yes. he vindicates you and the way he, he, he will deal with the other person and they just turn around and, they're apologizing and yes. they're doing, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. like if I dealt with it my way. Exactly. Like, I would have ruined a friendship. I would have ruined a relationship. Exactly. But he does it in a way, especially when it's godly and it's divine relationship. He does it in a way that it it not only mends you and brings you out stronger and that other person, but it it cultivates like an even stronger bond. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like look yeah it's it's real it's real girlfriend i'm telling you he took me back to egypt he was like who do you think hardened pharaoh's heart chick don't get it twisted you know what i'm saying he's like don't get it twisted you know i have the ability to harden people's heart you know why because you're the one who have to learn the lesson yes (laughs) yes 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 and you know like we're constantly like so focused, like, okay, God, fix them, fix them. And God's like, well, I did that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. I want to fix you. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not worried. About, like, I'm allowing what you're seeing. I'm allowing it to happen. Like, I remember even periods like, you know, I, I, Trump, I did not, do not like him. Um, and I did not like, do not like his leadership. And I'd be like, God, like, how? Like, how could you? you know, allow it. Like people would be like, well, God put him there. I'm like, I don't believe God put him there. I believe we did that, but God allowed it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. God allowed it. Like he allowed him to be there and he allowed him to stay there no matter what. And it was just like, well, God, what is it that you're trying to teach us in the midst of this? And, and you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, I did not like his presidency, but it was such an unnecessary uh, evil that was needed to kind of like, I think, any other president during 2020, it would have been a different year. Like yeah. a president who cared about the heart of its people and actually possessed the quality of leadership, 2020 would have been an easier, not like, you know, super, but it would have been an easier year with better leadership and better uh, character. But I believe God, like you said, this wasn't a surprise to God. Like God knew 2020 was going to be what 2020 was. And he allowed him to still stand in as a leader. And it was just like everything that happened in 2020, as hard as it was, it needed to happen. Like, you know, the racial uprisings, those things needed because more and more people saw like we aren't as progressive as we said we were. Exactly. We it was just hidden everything like, and you know, like when the scripture talks about like what's hidden in the dark will come to mm-hmm. light, like that's what happened. It was so many darkness because 
uh, better, not greater leaders, but better leaders had previously held offices. So we couldn't see, we couldn't see everything that was going on. But when he came in, like, it was like a veil was lifted. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was literally like a veil. Like, actually it started with President Obama for me, but it was just like a veil, like this this nation and as it pertains to racism and inequality and all of these things, it was just like, oh, okay. Like, it is, it's, be- it's worse than I thought it was. Yeah. I actually thought it was better than this, but it's okay. And 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 I was just like, you know what? God allows everything. <laughs> he allows it. He might not have or necessarily like said, like put him there, but he allowed him to be there and he allowed him to remain there because at any point he could have removed him. Exactly. He is that sovereign. He is that powerful. Um and he could have removed him, but he did not. Exactly. Uh, and it was all for a reason we don't we don't like it <laughs> you know because especially if, if like loved ones that were lost and friends and family we don't like it because it cost us you know those things but it are those people those relationships but it was for a reason mm-hmm. and you know like even I just pray that whatever the reason was uh for our individual lives and for your individual lives that, you know, he would just reveal it to you. But I, I look, I just, we just got right into the conversation. Cause as you can tell, <laughs> he has a lot of wisdom. So y'all are like, well, I'm hearing her and she sounds good, but who is she? So D, can you tell us, like, tell everyone who is D? Like, tell us more about you. Oh my God. Who am I? <laughs> Clearly, right? Too much. Too much to handle. Let me stop. <laughs> so, um, I am a Trinidadian woman who came mm-hmm. to America in 1989, and from there, I yeah. embodied many roles. Right? I um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom of three beautiful mm-hmm. kids. Um, my son is 23 now. Wow. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I had to really think about it. I was like, girl, I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, I had him when I was 18. So it's like, girl. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. And my two girls, I have. A 17-year-old and an 11-year-old. Um, wow. I'm also an educator. I'm a certified English teacher, 7 through 12. And then I'm also a certified literacy specialist for birth mm-hmm. through grade 6. And then outside of that world, <laughs> right, <Yeah>. I, am, <laughs> I am also an entrepreneur. Um, I just launched my LLC last year. It's called These Passionful Experience. And I create and curate. I create products, but I also curate experiences for women to rest, reset, and rejuvenate so they can revolutionize their lives, right? And underneath, yes, girl, because we got to (laughs) revolutionize our life so we can execute our God ordained purpose here on earth, right? Because 
once you revolutionize your life, you got to say, okay, now I'm free. Now what am I supposed to be doing with my life, yes. right? So yes. I offered three experiences under my LLC to support um, women to embody their fullness, right? Mind, body, and spirit. And yeah. I have um, my one-on-one coaching sessions. They're called Tea with D. It's time, energy, and attention worth sharing. And then I have what's called passion-filled writing therapy, where women, not only women, but under my LLC, my focus is women. But, you know, I've done workshops. For both genders um so I do not discriminate right yeah. but um I teach you how to use a writer's notebook as a place of release right a place of rest and when we think about rest sometimes we think about just sleeping and you know getting that rejuvenation that we need but the way God broke it down to me he said when you rest you are you release E, every, S, single, and T thing. So you're releasing every single thing, right? So when you go into the writer's notebook, I teach you how to release every single thing in your notebook and then how to use it as a place of reflection first because you have to reflect on, you know, what it is you just poured out of yourself, right? And then you have to use that information that you just poured out of yourself to reset, right? So then the, the notebook becomes a place of, not only you taking your next steps, but you acknowledging that you have the power, the ability to actually move forward, right? So outside of my writer's notebook, I extended that writing experience and I began to publish my my writing. So I actually have 12 books that I've published. So I'm, I'm also a published author and a published poet. So, okay. um, <laughs> wow. so I... I I, I always say that, you know, God has truly packed my book bag. It is truly, it, it's yes. full, you know. Um, so, yeah, I going back to the LLC for a moment. So that was the first two experiences. And the last, but certainly not the least experience that you can have with me, it's called Trinity Girl Training. So that's Caribbean cardio and body sculpting work workouts. So I say when people say, who are you? I say I am one woman with two personalities because I can be (laughs) D and I can be Trini girl, but I have three experiences that's going to help you rest, reset and rejuvenate so you can revolutionize your life and execute your God ordained purpose here on this earth. Because you don't want to leave this earth without completing your purpose, girl. Right, (laughs) right, right. I love that. Like, Look, man, you got the elevator speech down. <laughs> Talk about that pitch. Talk about that pitch, girl. Yes. And perfectly, like, it just slides out. Like, I love it. Oh, my. Very good. Girl, so, listen. <laughs> wow. Well, with, you know, like, all of those different umbrellas that you kind of carry and, and those hats you wear. You know, can you talk a little bit about your journey and what motivates you? Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Girl. (laughs) So the journey began when I came to this country ultimately, right? Because I know also like me, you're an island girl, right? And 
when you grow up in the islands, you always think about America as being the land of opportunity, right? We came up to this country with the impression, Kay, that I was going to be walking on streets filled with gold. You understand? (laughs) Like this was going to be the save all, be all experience for me, right? And my family. So when we came to this country, we came with a lot of expectation and Um, when I got here, reality (laughs) kicked in, right? It kicked in really quickly and really hard. Like people made fun of my accent. So I had to learn how to, we call it, tuck it away. Right. So I had to learn how to tuck my accent away. And, and I had to, I had to become this American girl overnight. Right. And because I became this American girl overnight, I learned some American lessons overnight. And I just started to live my life really, really fast. Like super probably was, was faster than the flash himself. Right. (laughs) I was for real, like, I was moving really quickly and um, senior year of high school, I got pregnant with, with my son and I was faced with a decision because it was like, okay, you are pregnant, you're senior year of high school, what are you going to do, right? So for me, that's where the journey intensified because I had my whole future in front of me and a decision that I had to make. Right. Um, So ultimately there was this one class that was kicking my butt and, you know, I went to speak to my teacher and he was like, if you pass this region, you will pass this class and then you'll be able to graduate. Girl, I graduated five months pregnant (laughs) (laughs) with my son Right. Yeah. On, on this hot behind D. Rick Clinton um, <laughs> football field, because, you know, that's where we had our graduation. It was yeah. hot as hell, girl. But I was five months pregnant with my with my son and, and I did it. So it was like, you know, all the naysayers, all the people who expected me, you know, not to actually graduate from yeah. high school, you know, were highly disappointed because God is God. And he knew what he wanted to do with me back then. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I shared that part of my story to say that my son became like a driving element in my life. He he was my inspiration. You know, yes. I, I started college, you know, I was so pregnant with him and and um, he just he he motivated me from the inside to start doing things on the outside that w- would testify about God's goodness and his grace for my life. You understand? Yeah. So it, it, it was like when I gave birth and, and I went back two weeks later to do my, my finals and made it on the Dean's list. God was just like, look, look at this, look at this, look at this. You know, when I was riding on the train with my son, cause I was taking him to school with me, you know, yeah. my, my husband, who was my boyfriend at that time, you know, he was working while I was going to school, you know? So it was like these different elements just started to come together to show me like, yo, not only can you do this, you can do it well, you know? So that appetite for education just, it, 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 it got bigger, you know? And, and, at that time, I was studying radio broadcasting, girl, because I wanted to be on the radio. Like, okay. yes, honey. Okay. 
But you know what, Kay? God had other plans. He was like, mm. That's how he do it, that, though. He said, that is not it, honey. That is not it. So when yeah. that tuition became too much, you know, for someone who just had a, a newborn baby, um, I had to transfer out of LIU and I... I went to Queens College and I finished up uh, my BA. I did theater and dance, um, mm-hmm. English, and also secondary education. That's, you know, how I found my way. Wow. Girl, a lot. Like, graduated with so many credits, it was ridiculous. You know what I'm wow. saying? But it, it was it was an experience that was needed because it planted seeds that grew into the work that I'm doing today. Like every aspect of my life just led into, you know, who I am today and the passion that I do have for the work that I'm doing currently, you know? So I was again, five months pregnant girl. I don't know the number five, but that's my number. I was five (laughs) months pregnant when I graduated (laughs) with my BA and then I was teaching for five years, you know, <clears throat> when I got pregnant with my with my last daughter, yeah, um, Corinne. So that journey quickly it, it moved really quickly. So my first year of teaching was when I discovered the Rodgers Notebook. It was a way for me to connect with my students, right? So we used to have these these moments of writing in the classroom where. I realized that in order to connect with my students, I had to share a little bit about myself. And that's the way I did it through my writing, you know? So writing became, a, a how should I say, a part a part of our DNA, right? And yeah, if you yeah. knew about Miss Martin, she was your ELA teacher, you had a writer's notebook, right? <laughs> so I'm telling you, girl, even today, my students who found me on Facebook, they will let you know, I still got my writer's notebook. Or she was the best teacher ever. You know, she made us oh. write no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So it was yes. like, yes, you know, it worked. And it still works. Miss Martin is still writing her notebooks, number 49, right? So it's like, it, yes. it, it, it works. So long story short, because I just want to transition of how I... I left my first five years of teaching and ended up where I am today, which is working with incarcerated youth. Um, I, after a, a quick transition, I don't even have to go into details. We had that offline conversation. <laughs> but um, in 2011, I received a, a position, right? I accepted a position to work with incarcerated youth. And um, that was a, another phase of my journey and yeah. the work that, that I have grown to love over the past 10 years. I've been with my incarcerated population now for a decade of, of my life. And because of that particular period of my life, I started writing more poetry that was sharing the stories of the kids that I was working with. So the first two books of poems that I actually um, published was self-published because I also published one book through a publishing company. Um, girl, I'll never do that again. The amount of money that you spend with that is like, go self-publish and, and let it go, right? So <laughs> the, f- the first two that I actually did self-publish was called Poems for My Sons and Looking for My Horizon. And that was about my first two years of working with the population and also having to deal with the court system personally, you know, and and just learning the ins and the out of a system that is set up for our kids. You understand? And, and, and there's a saying that people say, it's like, 
The school building is the hardest place to get into and the easiest place to get out of, right? Because yeah. as soon as you go through the metal detectors and they search you, they want you to do all this, you can go out the back door and, and, and cut class and, and you're done, right? Yeah. And the, the juvenile justice system is the easiest place to get into and the hardest system to get out of, right? right. So you have kids who I see year in and year out and year in and year out, you'd be like, why? What is the what is the deal? But it's like, yo, the system made it that way, right? Yeah. Yep. You got in here and it may have been a minor charge. But while you were in here, guess what? You started racking up charges because yeah. it, it becomes a, a state of of survival, right? Uh, 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 right. Uh, we we spoke right. about mindset changes, right? But right. when you are a kid and you're brought into a system that is set up to work against you, your mindset starts changing. So you yeah. may go in there as the most innocent kid in the world, but I guarantee that is not how you're coming out, right? right? Right. So I've had the opportunity to be humbled by this institu institution, right? I had, I had personal experiences with this system that made me understand that it could be my kid, right? Yeah. It could be your kid, that yeah. it could be any one of our kids. Our kids are not exempt, right? But yeah. our kids are protected because the fruit yeah. of my womb is blessed, right? So no yeah. matter what situation our kids may get into, I have to stand on the belief system that my God said the fruit of my womb is blessed. And no matter yeah. what you think you're doing right now, enemy, it's going to be used for his good and not yeah. against him, right? So yeah. it's like, Every moment of my life was strategically done by God. So would I ever go back and change things? Oh, girl, I think about it all the time. But... <laughs> it's human. It's human. It really is. It's human. But the, you know, but the answer is no. Like, you know, when I think about every single layer of my life, right? Yeah. The layer that my son added, the layer that my daughter, my daughter's added, the layer that my husband added, the layer that I'm now adding it as a yeah. soon to be 42 year old woman, right? It's like, there are things yes. that I've discovered, girl, yes, for the Pisces power, <laughs> right? The things that I've discovered about myself, yeah. Kay, in the past few years of my life, has astonished me, it astonished me, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I was like, I didn't realize that there were so many things that I did not tap into. Like being home because of COVID, I forgot that I used to paint and draw. I, I started creating stuff again. Yeah. I got my little art museum in my bedroom <laughs> and stuff with my art pieces. You can't tell me nothing, girl. I'm like, listen. <laughs> Listen, honey, after COVID is truly over, you're going to come see my art gallery and everything, you know? So it's like, girl, yes, yes. amazing. So it's like God yes. is saying to us, and it's something that we really truly need to understand. Nothing is going to be wasted, nope. right? Nothing, no pain, no struggle, no frustration is going yes. to be wasted. He is going to take every single thing, every single avenue, every single teardrop that we have yes. released and he is going to use it for his glory, right? Yes. <clears throat> He's going to use yes. it for his glory. He's going to use it to become your testimony that, look, I thought I could not make it, right? Yes. That 18-year-old girl didn't think she would still be with the man who 
<clears throat> you know, she met at 16, you yeah. know, and, and, and happily, you know, ever after, right? I mean, yeah. marriage takes, takes work, you know, I ain't gonna sit here yeah. and lie to you, sister, but you know, there's no one else that I will want to be in this journey of my life with. You understand? Yes. Like my my honey is the only one who can say, yo, I've seen this girl, and I mean girl, who was 16, trans <laughs> transformed into this 42-year-old woman, you know what I'm saying, who, yes. who drives me nuts at some time, but he's <laughs> able to really share the actual journey because he witnessed it, right? And and yes. that's the thing that we were talking about. Your ability to acknowledge that you've seen it and experienced yes. it with your own eye, you can talk about the transformation, right? Yes. Somebody who did not know the 16-year-old can't come and say, oh, I knew her. I knew it. No, you didn't. Yes. <laughs> you didn't yes. know me and you don't know me now. <laughs> you, yes. you may... You entered into my life at this particular season. So you are only able to talk, testify about that particular season. Yeah. But you don't know the full story. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You don't know. But my honey can, can testify about yeah. the 16-year-old Denise <laughs> and the soon-to-be 42-year-old Denise. You understand? Yeah. And, and, and he can affirm the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and the favor of God and the patience of God. Yes, yes, yes. That's so true. Yes. You know? Yes. So, ah, girl, that's, that's me in a, in a... I hope you enjoyed uh, learning more about Dee. Uh, in part two, you'll learn even more about her as we continue on with our conversation uh, next week. But... I just wanted to uh, share the scripture with you, um, Isaiah 41.10, and this is the King James Version. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So I just want you to be encouraged no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on in your world, be encouraged that God has you in his, the palm of your hand, of his hands, and not just any hand. He has you in his right hand, which um, I think, if I remember correctly, uh, there is a significance about the right hand being of power, being of control. Um, so God has you completely stabled in his hand. He has your life in control, even if it seems like it's out of control. He completely has you covered and surrounded um, in the palm of his hands. So I just want you to be encouraged that no matter what you're going through, God is with you. He sees you and you're going to come out on the other side stronger, uh, filled with wisdom and able to help somebody else. So I hope you will join me uh, or join us <laughs> next week for part two of the conversation. If you can't tell by now, um, we recorded this conversation uh, literally on New Year's Day. And I just thought it would be perfect conversation for you guys to listen to, um, you know, right after Valentine's Day <laughs> um, and definitely during Black History Month. I thought it would be a great moment to kind of for you guys to uh listen to this conversation um, 
during this month and as we head on into March, which is my birthday and also Denise's birthday. So uh, part three will go on into March for our birthday months. Um, but I just, I hope you're enjoying the conversation. I hope um, you felt <laughs> uh, the hope. Uh, I hope you felt the love and the grace of God in the conversation. So until next week, I can't wait for you to hear part two um, and to meet you right back here next week, next Tuesday uh, for part two of the conversation. So until next time, see ya. <laughs>